Hello, and welcome to the Dis Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout. All October long, my guests and I will be talking about the Masters of Horror Collection, Season 1. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be spooked. Well, most of these movies aren't very good, so I don't think you'll get too, too spooked. But I hope you like the podcast. Hello, Disc Dump fans. We are literally just past the midway point of this month. It's very exciting. As you know, we're doing the Masters of Horror movies. And today, I am joined by Brandon Delp. What's up, Brandon? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. I'm thankful to have you on an episode where the audio isn't going to be not great. So. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> of course, after all the uh, technical difficulties, of course. Yes. So um, what did we watch for today? Oh, we watched The Dance of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, we did. The Dance of the Dead, a Toby Hooper movie. So uh, I don't think that either of us would say this was a great movie. Nope. <laughs> it was definitely a movie though it was indeed so the first thing i noticed about this movie is that billy corgan did all the music for it yeah that's uh that was surprising yeah and for those who don't know that's the lead singer of the smashing pumpkins so yeah he uh he didn't write all the music so before i get any further sorry th- i own the soundtrack for these movies and it's two discs of like hardcore music mostly and it's very wonderful but the almost all of those two discs were in this movie <laughs> like there were oh, no. so many songs in this movie compared to any of the other ones like i think there was like five songs that are on the soundtrack that were in this 1 hour movie so that was Jeez. that was pretty wild but um do you remember how this movie started yes um it started with a flashback of a whole bunch of people at a birthday party. Yes. And then fake, bad, bad, fake clouds came rolling in and started raining <laughs> on everybody. They were legitimately the worst fake clouds I have ever seen. And I remember as soon as we were seeing the clouds roll in, I was watching it with my girlfriend. Um, even with the two, the 280 pixels you could tell how awful it was yeah (laughs) thank you youtube thank you that one guy who put this video up 10 years ago on youtube for free (laughs) how much uh what is like a regular dvds like band not bandwidth but you know what i'm saying i think it's 200 something right um i oh i think a normal one's probably like at least 480 that's probably what it is yeah because it's like significantly less than 1080p but more than what you watched so i was watching yes. dvd and ugh. Y- yeah uh, not 280p by the way it's 240 sorry just you know okay. for the for the technicals out there <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah no it's just it was so bad just seeing the fake clouds roll in and then you could just tell right there like oh no this is not going to be good <laughs> this is Yes, there was an immediate sign that this would not be a great movie. Then, if I am not wrong, it then transitions into the bikers just rolling through town, terrorizing things. Mugging a bunch of old people. 
screaming, we just want the red, we just want the red, by, you know, injecting someone and forcefully taking their blood. Yeah, they went out, like, I don't understand in this hellscape of where the world is, why there would be two old people walking around like, everything is normal, but apparently that black rain brought about some kind of apocalypse where there are zombies, but they're not super prevalent. But it like burned a lot of people's skin, the black rain. I think they called it bliss. Bliss, yes. Which is very different from the last bliss that you and I talked about in the Far Cry games. Right. <laughs> There's irony Whoa, I just noticed. Crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> so they mug these old people and they steal their blood. And uh, the main one of the main characters is in this scene. His name is Jack. He's played by Jonathan Tucker. It took me Jack for, without the C. Jack without the C. That's right. And uh, I was like, this dude looks super familiar, and he's like medium famous. I would say, like, not the kind of guy you know what his name is, but you've seen him in a whole bunch of shit. So, do do you know anything that this guy was in that you recognized him or not at all? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe if you tell me, and I, that might that might jog my memory. I uh, yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you what I've seen him in. <laughs> But I oh, know no I've works. seen him in something, you know? I was kind of hoping you'd <laughs> bail me out. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually blown away by the special guest star. And who was that? Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger himself. Yeah, he's like the bad guy in this movie, but he is not Freddy Krueger. And yeah, he's he's not the worst part of this movie, for sure. Oh, God, he's, he's probably the best. Yeah, <laughs> so he plays this, like club owner that is like real 1980s leather hardcore rock music kind of club where everybody's just smashing cups on the ground for no reason and it's loud <laughs> and people are doing drugs and shit so robert england is the guy in charge of that and he's really into the shows that he puts on but mostly billy corgan was in the movie he was doing the vocals for the house band and it was like really ah. bad he didn't sound anything <laughs> like him. He was just screaming into the microphone. Yes. Um, so after the bikers, you know, molest the old people, <laughs> it, it then cuts to the, the restaurant, correct? I believe so, yes. Um, so one thing I found fascinating about this was the fact that it is a an apocalypse film, but like after the apocalypse, like people trying to rebuild some sort of you know, normalcy by having a restaurant. Yes, for sure. And I guess that's why old people are just walking is to try and bring the world back to what it was. Right. Um, and I remember nothing too intense happens at this introduction of the restaurant. Am I correct? Yeah. They just kind of like you are to assume that the main girl waitress was the young girl from the party at the beginning that all of her friends got rained on and died. And it's her mom yes. is also running this pie diner. And then it changes the scene to a truck just zooming through and backing up into an alleyway. And two men in gas masks get out of the, in the back door. And even in 240p, my girlfriend can point out a boob. For sure. Um, so she just goes, boob, boob. And it's just, this truck is filled with dead bodies or, well, um, quote unquote, dead bodies. Naked and zombie these women. men pull the bodies out. Yes. And throw them in a dumpster. 
And this is 14 minutes into the movie, by the way. It sets the stage for what the rest of the movie is going to be like because they light those bodies on fire and it's just a large dumpster fire. Yeah, and I think it's actually within the first five minutes of this movie because there are literally... 14. (laughs) 14 is where it was. Because there are literally five scene yeah. changes up to this point. Like, if this was a play, they would just be resetting the stage over and over and over. Like, they'd uh, be so pissed. It was the like, stage crew. <laughs> yeah, it's like super hard to follow. Like how? Yeah. Is, <laughs> oh my god! They just keep change, change, change. New characters, new characters. Right. I think after that is when they introduce Robert Englund's character. Approximately, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yes, and. They just introduce him to this guy that's, you know, obviously not the protagonist. Um, <laughs> and he's discussing how they bring in their, like, main attraction, which is injecting these zombies with, with bodies, these corpses, with what looks like pee. <laughs> it's and the, it's it the blood reanimates that they, them. It's the blood they took from the old people. They're selling old people blood to bring back the zombies. Oh. Yes. That makes more sense now, doesn't 240p. it? 240p. Yeah. It didn't look like blood to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the the reason that the, Jack went and stole blood from these old people is because he wants to sell it to Robert England, who I don't know what his name is in this movie. I just called him Robert. Gotcha. Oh, um, he was uh, he's cast as the MC. The MC. Oh, you know, that kind of makes sense that that would be his name. So after we see the bodies burning, which has zero impact on the rest of the movie, it was a scene that they filmed and I guess they just felt like it needed to be there to be like, look, there's a boob. And (laughs) then we go back to the diner where the thugs, accompanied by Jack and their slutty girlfriends, sit down at the diner and harass the main character, whose name is Peggy, is the waitress. And Peggy's mom comes and kicks him out. But Jack and Peggy are absolutely infatuated with each other. And Jack really, uh, he likes pie, but none of his other friends like pie. And then we took a bathroom break. Um, so the, the biker dudes that are mugging old people for their blood go to this diner and start her and they don't like pie and they really hate pie i don't know why they went to the pie diner if they hated pie so much yeah and then uh they ask for coffee instead yeah which is but they have to make so many awful remarks uh the main i guess uh the love interest jack without the c his best friend box with two x's i looked i looked up all this stuff (laughs) um he was just so annoying he's supposed to be that guy that you hate and it's just like i didn't just i without him i think the the movie could have been a little bit better in a way yeah i think that the actor was the main problem with that character yes because he was the worst actor in the movie by far oh by far even the slutty girlfriends were like way better actors than he is (laughs) And their only job was to sit there, wiggle a little bit, and make really snide remarks. And spit. They spit a lot. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So then Jack and Peggy, Peggy who, um, they they chat a little bit. And basically the gist of it is, hey, do you want to come to this club with me? And Peggy's like, "Mm, I'm not even 17 yet. I probably shouldn't do that. 
And Jack says, come on, live a little. And yeah, they, then to make a long story short, she decides to live a little by the end of the night. Against her mother's wishes. Her mother pulled her aside and says, I'm the overprotective mother, Peggy, Peggy Hill. Her name is not actually Peggy Hill, but it's Peggy. <laughs> the mother says, do not go out. It's a bad place. And Peggy says, no, I'm going out anyway. So, yeah, later in the night, he Jack apparently scoops his way into the lock diner and is like, hey, come on, let's go live a little. And she's like, oh, whisk me away, Jack. And so they do. And then comes my favorite scene in this movie. I didn't think it was terribly done at all. Uh, is the crazy drunken car drive montage. Okay. So while it wasn't bad, it was also very insufferable <laughs> it was disorienting for sure it was just box screaming and just pouring alcohol all over himself the entire time basically and they introduced a series of imaginary drugs yes so there's and like a spray that they can spray into their mouths it seems like it fucks them up pretty good and there's an ejectable and peggy who is not 17 at this time is how she introduces her age. Um, she goes from zero to 100 where she's like, maybe I shouldn't go outside. And then she goes outside and then does basically all the drugs except drink alcohol in the back of the car. And she doesn't shoot up either, but she definitely oh. gets fucking trashed. <laughs> so. And then Box says the worst line ever uttered in cinema history. Uh-oh, I think something is going upstairs into my motherfucking brain. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Censor that if you have to. That oh, was in no. quotations. No, I'm <laughs> into swearing. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the scene, the way they made it, reminded me a lot of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas versus uh, A Clockwork Orange. Have you seen those movies? Yes, and I, I totally get where you're coming from with that yeah especially the clockwork orange like just the manic driving crazy and the winds blowing and all that shit but uh so basically then we get to the club yes yes uh so long story short about the club we figure out what the blood is for they sell blood to robert england and mm -hmm. he injects it into a zombie who then gives him a blowjob and yep. <laughs> so the whole mission of Robert England's character is he put he reanimates zombies, puts them on stage, and they just shock them with cattle prods while like to make them jerk around. And that's the dance of the dead. And at this point, well, before this happens, Robert England's character looks at the guy selling him blood and says, "Where are you guys from?" And Box with two X's says. Your ass. Yeah, that was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> so the main character, Peggy, at this point, is kind of uncomfortable. She's kind of rolling along with it. She's infatuated with the guy. Yeah. Until they bring out the next exciting piece of entertainment. Yeah, so she recognizes the zombie on the stage uh, oh, well, Robert England does a big uh, exposition dump to explain the life unknown phenomenon, the LUP, and that's what they call zombies in this movie is LUPs, and he just talks about how it was a chemical weapon from a war, 
that came and turned all these people into zombies and California is no longer a thing and blah, blah, blah. So then the zombie comes out on stage and they start shocking it with a cattle prod, a show that I can't imagine any human really would want to see. And um, that's his bread and butter somehow. And it turns out that it's Peggy's sister. Yes. Twist one. So Peggy, terrified, starts freaking out and saying, that's my sister, to um, have Box and his friends be like, oh, no, she's just freaking out. That's not actually her sister. And it definitely was. Because they only know her, you know, for what, less than 24 hours, so they know everything about her at this point. Yeah, right. (laughs) So uh, what's his name is uh, Jack without the C helps her get her sister off the stage and he pulls a gun on everybody and then a bunch of women spit on him. It's a really spitty scene because he's yelling and you can see the spit and they're yelling and you can see the spit and then they just start spitting on each other. And I couldn't see the spit. <laughs> well, yeah, it's thank you, two forty p. It was extremely. They had like a spotlight lighting up the spit, so it Ew. was just going back and forth between them as they were yelling. It was really gross. That's so gross. He steals Box's gun, and that's when all the spitting is happening. And he uses it to force his way out of the club. And who do they meet outside? But her mom, Peggy's mom, has got it going on. <laughs> Peggy's mom basically says, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And Peggy says, "Mom, look, it's our sister. It's my sister, your daughter." To which Peggy's mom replies, "Oh, hell no, that ain't it at all." <laughs> so Freddy Krueger walks up behind him and is just all like, "Oh, Peggy's mom, maybe you should tell them about the sister." And he pulls a gun and points it at Jack, to which Jack looks at him, says something, and then slowly raises his gun, which is the most awkward way to start a standoff. Yeah, Jack shot some random dude in a cowboy hat a minute before that, so they just like were like slowly gunfighting without shooting anything, just pointing it in various ways. It was the least tense gunfight I've ever seen, for sure. Oh, of course, of course. So the big twist is that Peggy's mom sold her older sister to Robert England because she was a druggie and a junkie, and she didn't want to deal with her. Yes. Um, apparently the mom like found her daughter overdosing and was just like, let her die. We don't have money, so we need money. Let her die, and you could have her. And apparently Robert Englund's character, the MC, actually got Peggy's sister for a pretty nice deal, he says. Yeah, and so uh, as they're taking the sister away, he's basically demanding compensation so peggy goes you can have my mom and she gives him her mom and the next form of entertainment is peggy's mom who's got it going on dancing on the stage and by dancing we mean being zapped because she's now a zombie dance of the dead and they buried the sister the whole purpose of taking her away was to end that torment and barrier and then they gave mom and then they watched mom get electrocuted and it turned out Peggy was one cold-hearted bitch by the end of the movie. Whoa. Masters of horror. Masters of horror. Dun, dun, dun. So <laughs> what did you think of the movie overall? Um, So it was definitely entertaining. Um, If I'm not mistaken, it's an HBO series, right? Masters of horror. I think it's Showtime, but close. 
Showtime. Okay, well, it's a you know premium channel series, which you know it it offers you know some sort of like time killer in in the Halloween times. It's definitely you know it's not my first pick, but I'll definitely watch the rest of them. Really? I I, I don't see why I I do not see why I shouldn't. I um I kind of like. I like shitty horror movies. I love acknowledging that they're shitty, acknowledging how awful they are, and then just going and watching them anyway. That's that's where I'm coming from, too. And as far as these movies go, I hate to break it to you, but this one is not the worst one. It's pretty good compared to wow. the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I freaking loved, I fell in love with uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. And that's what introduced me to like the whole, oh, um, just like the most like famous awful horror movie. It's black and white and like it's supposed to take place all at nighttime, but the draw scenes are taken or shot at like in daytime. The main character, like the, not the main character, but the main bad guy, he was this big popular star at the time and he died at the beginning of shooting it. So instead of actually replacing the character, they got a stunt double to wear a mask just under the eyes, and they kept saying it was still him. That's like some Toxic Avenger shit. (laughs) Right! Oh, Toxic Avenger. Yes. So I I used to, when I was a kid, we would go out and rent movies by the Asylum Production Company because we knew they were going to be bad, and we knew we were going to see a boob or two. So they were like guarantees <laughs> for these low budget movies. So my dad and I used to sit and watch them. And then my dad was like, we should get this. And it was the masters of horror. So I bought the box set and we sat and we watched them. And some of them, it was extremely awkward. So, but yeah, this one is not one of those ones. This one didn't have a whole lot of sexual connotation drugs. Yes, but not a whole lot of sex. Well, you do watch Robert England almost perform cunnilingus on a zombie. Yeah, he definitely is gets blown. So, I mean, that's a thing. But, like, some of them have just really jarring full frontal nudity out of nowhere. One of them has a kid's oh. dick getting eaten. So, it's... Oh. Some of these are pretty rough. But this one wasn't so bad. I think that this one would have been good if it was a book. I can understand. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Because at least, like... You can leave a little bit of up to the imagination. Yeah, and like the main problem I had with this movie was the audio mixing was terrible. Oh, it was so bad. My uh, my main issue with the movie was Box. I feel like they could have done so much more without Box. Yeah, I mean, I liked the character. I didn't like the actor. But, yes. And like he was kind of essential, but he was also completely pointless. He was just like representing Jack's like bad side and the girl represented like the good in his heart or whatever, but something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Jack was essential to a degree, but because if it was just Jack and not box stealing the blood at the beginning would have made him completely unredeemable. Oh, of course. Of course. So it was kind of like necessary, but I thought, okay, so I thought the plot twist wasn't bad. I thought the twist was interesting. Uh, the characters were semi-unique, at least. Like, this is a totally weird, different story. The aesthetic the aesthetic wasn't super pleasing. It was also unique, but it was, like, necessary to show the, like, state of this universe. Yeah. However, like, and I understand um, with the budget that they were given and only, like, an hour's time, like, hour's time, um, you can, like, do so much with, like, settings. But the setting was literally... The restaurant, 
the Doom Room, which was the club the zombies danced in, and then um, a street scene with some fog in the background. And it seems like any time there's a post-apocalyptic movie, there's fog in the background for some reason. From like a burning barrel or something. Yeah, and a dumpster fire full of zombies. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I did like that they kind of had a take on like what happens after the apocalypse. Like how do we rebuild? But at the same time, it just it seems like they had like an idea. They started to go with it, and then it was like, no, never mind. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The uh, the the don't like this is supposed to be intending to scare you, right? Like that's what horror movies are. There, if it was a comedy, it would be labeled a comedy. But this is supposed to be a horror movie. And the only time I felt any kind of anxiety or unpleasantness from this movie was when the car scene was happening and they were doing all these drugs and shit. Like I felt like the character was in legit peril. I thought like there would be some sort of like accident or anything like that. And, you know, Peggy for being so like overprotected and stuff like that. She was very calm the entire car ride. Yeah. That was kind of the moment. One of the moments where her character like started to change and develop and grow, which is not something that happens in most of these movies is we have just very static characters, but this character actually like evolves by the end of the movie, which is another reason why this is not the worst movie ever. Because they actually are progressing characters and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, there were boobs. Lots of boobs. That's an essential. Yep. There were a lot of boobs. You could tell that in 240p. Just saying. <laughs> All the girls with the uh, the cattle prods, they were just topless for no reason. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> it feels like if you have an under-budget horror film, you have to have topless women for no reason. I mean, any budget horror m- film should just do that. In fact, any <laughs> film should just do that, in my opinion. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Sorry, you were about to ask a question? Well, I mean, I was just... So what I've been doing is I've been giving these movies pluses and minuses. And I have an idea what I want to lean towards with this. We've had an awful lot of minuses and a couple of pluses. What do you think you would give this one? Just a standalone movie. Is it good or is it bad? So um, it is not a good movie at all, but I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I would give it a plus personally, but not like it's not like a plus of quality it's just a plus of enjoyability and i agree i think i'm gonna give this one a plus too i have not given too many things pluses this month and this one gets a plus in my opinion (laughs) Alrighty. so is there anything you want the audience to know about before we go um nothing really uh have a happy halloween have a safe halloween um you know wear your mask spooky or not there you go. Awesome. Thank you for doing this with me, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Have a nice night. You too. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying the October episodes where we talk about the Masters of Horror. I just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at the discdump. On Instagram, discdumppodcast. Facebook, the discdump podcast page. Or you can join the discdump podcast fans group and start the discussion. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Have a googly Halloween.